episode 197. Stop asking the blind to proofread your vision. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. And there we are to a totally new Tuesday, <laughs> homing in on episode 200, totally excited and flabbergasted that we made it this far uh, without severe <laughs> without severe accidents and harming ourselves uh, to the very best podcast in the world, your only source in the universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. Um... I promised myself never to say, um, and it's gone quite well for the past 196 episodes, uh, but this one kind of crapped out. So anyhow, um, when you ask the blind to read something, you know, it's like, um, I wrote an article many, many moons ago quoting something along the lines of when blind men speak of color. Uh, and that was when, you know, public administrators were trying to um, administer the web, the internet, right? Uh, there's a contradiction in terms, <laughs> you know, it was, it was the free radicals that made the place what it is. And, you know, deviously enough, it was the, uh, the sleazy porn industry that contributed largely to, um, you know, uh, reaching many of the milestones that we have on the internet today, you know, think payment, uh, think, uh, image compression, uh, think, uh, video delivery, you know, all of those things are from the sleazy industry. Now that we're going into the, uh, into snowflake society, you know, where, uh, everything has to be clean and censored and neat and nice. And, you know, that kind of ordeal. Uh, I think that we're going to limit the expansion and development of the internet uh, in a quite interesting way, right? So, uh, what does that have to do with blind people and vision? You may ask, and you're justified in doing so because um, what this episode is about. Uh, you know, I think the title kind of gives it away. Uh, what it is about. Or at least you think so. But uh, let me prove you wrong right after the housekeeping. <laughs> uh, views expressed here in are my own. Um, if you don't like an episode, that doesn't and shouldn't keep you from sharing it with somebody else which may actually benefit from it. So, you know, think of this episode, for instance, right? You've got somebody with a rather entrepreneurial mindset and you are asked by them to review their business idea um, and to give feedback you know to influence their decision whether they should take this grand step of going down the road of becoming an entrepreneur wherever that road may end right nobody knows uh, but um share this episode with them 
uh, for instance, you know, or any one of the other previous 196 or so uh, that we have out there to encourage them, right? Um, you know, and to encourage other people and to motivate other people and to be maybe even a mentor to other people because sharing is caring. And that's what this podcast is, uh, is about in a lot of ways. Um, housekeeping done. <laughs> so how do we get here? Well, I, first of all, uh, I'm going to have to pat myself on the back because nobody else will, uh, never. <laughs> and, uh, I ranked first, um, for the search term marketing porn industry, uh, on Google for many years. And here's why, uh, I, my, the first book I wrote and published, uh, had a chapter in it called learning marketing from the porn industry. Uh, which was a reflection upon user-generated content and a variety of other stuff that, honestly, I have forgotten about. Uh, but this, you know, user-generated content leads to, you know, more searches being uh, directed towards your website, and the more user-generated content you have, the more searches you will get. That was the theory. The theory worked quite well <laughs> for a lot of my clients. Uh, and, um, was basically a product of that. Anyhow, uh, Google then thought, uh, you know, Hey, this is good. <laughs> and obviously it was linked well. And so for many years, I, my website ranked first for the search term marketing porn industry. Why am I saying this? Um, it took a lot of time and a lot of trial and error to get to not only that point, but beyond it, it just came to my mind because I just, you know, mentioned it in the introduction. And uh, the interesting thing was, though, that all of my endeavors, which I started, were uh, discouraged, um, violently scrutinized and taken apart, uh, met with uh, disbelief that I could make it in this field of business, uh, which the first endeavor was, uh, you know, the... Um, Deutsche Web Design company I made, which focused on, you know, kind of very revolutionary, way ahead of its time website concepts and search engine optimization, you know, e-business in general. And the second endeavor I made was uh, in hosting, where I was one of the first people to internationally offer um, climate or CO2 neutral web hosting with uh, the green hoster and so on and so forth, you know, and then I went into consulting, then I went back into cybersecurity, and now I know how to operate a chainsaw. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of things really were luck along the way, and being at the right place at the right time. And the thing about it, though, was that throughout these years, uh, you know, which weren't easy, um, the cool thing was, and I deliberately say it this way, that I had so many people throwing shit at me for becoming an entrepreneur, you know, in as young as I was, you know, I don't know, I started thinking when I was 26 or something. And uh, every company that I stomped out of the ground was, you know, like, oh, yeah, right. Another web design firm. Um, oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. The world definitely needs. <laughs> another hosting company. 
and uh, oh, oh yeah, sure. You know, you're going to be successful as a consultant because you're so knowledgeable, right? You're uh, you have so many academic degrees that you can, uh, you know, um, make yourself uh, credible with, right? And interesting things start to happen. I took the feedback that I got and I turned on my really, 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 really thick bullshit filter and weeded out the adequate or correct points of criticism in my endeavors. And for the longest time, I wasn't able to distinguish that what I was getting was a feedback towards a lack of adequately communicating what the mission of my companies were. And this also reflected in sales for the first, I don't know, two or three years, right? Because I had this, these genius ideas, which were, you know, again, cutting edge way ahead of its time. I've repeatedly gone over it. I'm not going to bore you to death with it. Uh, I'm only going to bore you to death with sharing this episode, you know, by the way, just a reminder. And the things that resulted out of that were disastrous, really, really, really disastrous. I was pitching my concepts, my ideas to clients. And because some knucklehead, you know, was always uh, gung ho for my ideas, uh, you know, they would put them forth towards people that they were connected with. And then I got the intro, you know, and I blew it because I wasn't able to adequately communicate it. So um, the vision that I brought forth was good. The people who I presented my vision to were not blind. They just couldn't see in the same bright and vivid colors what I was trying to pitch them. So while the, uh, the title of the show is Stop Asking the Blind to Proofread Your Vision, which I think is pretty self-explanatory, more often than not, entrepreneurs fail because they fail to adequately pitch and to, nor, to adequately communicate what the USPs of their product are, you know, how they got there, what the benefits for the customer are, and so on and so forth, to make the customer really accept what you're trying to sell them. And here's the reason I'm being so anal about this. <laughs> I suffered, <laughs> seriously, I, I suffered significantly under, you know, not being able to communicate it and, or to adequately communicate it. I communicated it, but it was very tech savvy. You uh, had to understand what the benefits were before, you know, you actually understood the benefits, uh, you know, which may sound like a contradiction in term, but um, uh, let me give you a, a very illustrative example. So I was pitching um, a search engine optimization campaign, for lack of better words, uh, to a uh, large SME. <laughs> large SME. Yeah, large, small, medium-sized enterprise. <laughs> they were one of the bigger ones. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I, I got an appointment with a board, um, flew there, 
uh, sat them down and said, look, you know, here, here's the catch, you know, one, uh, upon the question of, you know, why do we need search engine optimization? Uh, I was like, well, yeah, you're going to get more website visitors. And I'm like, yeah, so. And I failed to see, um, well, no, I didn't fail to see. I failed to pitch the entire concept. <laughs> it was like for them, why should you invest uh, money to get visitors to your website? And they were right in asking that question because they hadn't really understood the concept of e-commerce right? Of a, of a digital strategy. So, you know, you get the visitors to your website and you do anything possible, uh, anything humanly possible to convert those at least to leads, ideally to sales. Now this was pre everyone had an, uh, an e-business solution, you know, where you could uh, actually buy products and services that wasn't common back in the day. Uh, so, you know, but what I failed to convey to these, you know, non-tech people is that there were further steps that we needed to take together in order to convert this traffic that they got to their website into actual leads. And that changed down the line. I then went and changed my offering to selling total concepts. <laughs> it was like the, uh, the website visitor gets turned into a lead, gets turned into a sale, gets turned into money. And then we actually have the customer retention programs. And then we have the, uh, the customer relationship management system that's hooked up in the back. So we remind them, uh, or, you know, we, we send them birthday greetings automated with a 10% discount coupon code, which nobody uses, but you know, good sign of good gesture, yada, yada, yada. So it wasn't, you know, the, the people that I communicated this vision to of the company that I was launching was okay. Right. Because I understood it. And I tried to bounce it off their heads to get feedback. And they were all like, yeah, it's going to fail. But they couldn't articulate why. Right? It was like, they were like, I, I don't, I understand, you know, your enthusiasm and everything. And I understand, but why, you know, why should you do that? And that's when, you know, I actually took that minus all the bullshit that came, uh, took out the accurate criticism and then actually turned the whole thing into a full concept consulting firm later on. So uh, I hope I got the point across, <laughs> minus the, uh, uh, the swearing, <laughs> because I'm really trying to gag myself here, uh, not to drop F-bombs or anything, um, you know, because we're clean now, right? Snowflake society and all. And um, so, yeah, I think we'll wrap this up here. I uh, hope that everyone can make sense of this. If you can't, as always, uh, you know, send an email to the very best podcast in the world at gmail.com. And I will try to, you know, follow up with the questions and comments that come in and make this show even better and shorter in the future. You know, we had this good intention of staying under 10 minutes. I now blew the 15. Anyhow, long story short, uh, <laughs> uh, have a good rest of your Tuesday. Have people with good vision look at your... No, have people with good vision have a look at your vision. I think we'll leave it at that uh, <laughs> before things get out of control. Um, leave your hands above the blanket. Have a nice rest of your Tuesday. If you've had a rest of your Tuesday already... Uh, have a good night. We'll be in touch tomorrow when we are going to maximize your morning routine.
Peace out, folks. Bye.